The Sapphire Coast of New South Wales is not only popular with Sydney ciders getting away from the big smoke, but Victorians can also be found around Marumbula and Bermagui, soaking up the sun, the surf and the fishing. But now the region boasts an award-winning restaurant. That's part of Mimosa Winery. Reporter Helen Hayes took a drive from Sydney and discovered the family-owned business where she spoke to owner Amarik Grand, who took over the property in 2020 with his wife Tilly to continue the legacy begun by her parents in the 1990s. Hi Amrik, how are you? Very well, yourself? Thank you for talking to Travel Riders Radio. Now, this is the first time I've been, I'm very sorry to tell you that. Mimosa winery owner Amarik Grand speaking there with Helen Hayes. But it was unbelievable. My expectations were absolutely blown out of the park. So let's talk about how long have you been at Mimosa Winery? Uh, took over about two years ago. It's been a slow transition uh, with the previous owners and it's been an interesting ride over the last 24 months to say the least, uh, as, you, as you can ex- expect why. <laughs> well, it's just kind of amazing to know that the architectural style of the building is so beautiful. It's very striking and of course you're on a hill overlooking the the vines and you've got the is that the Southeast Forest National Park out there or what's that? It's just beautiful bushland. Yeah, you've got bushland, you've got Mambula uh, Mountain you can see all the way to Gulaga oh. basically surrounded by a beautiful forest basically Well that's pretty good right? So when you took over what sort of have you done to change the the winery and the restaurant and you've got you've got a some accommodation on site as well but we'll talk about that after so what have you done since you took over main changes in the restaurant where uh first around the aesthetic of the restaurant itself it's an incredible incredible building but we wanted to upgrade uh the inside the feel just bring a bit of contemporary style so we worked with a local architect that recently moved here just to help us um, refurbish the interior of the building and then so that was our priority and the second priority was uh, just to focus on on having an amazing team which we have today and uh, there's a lot of internationals that work here but the, you know with the head chef uh, who's Jan Semmelhack uh, from from Germany, and we've got an amazing supporting cast in the kitchen. Uh, and on the floor, you know, we've got Jenny uh, from Finland, who's our, our venue manager. And together, they just bring the high-end experience that we wanna we wanna we wanna offer. Yes, we'll talk about. Tell me a bit about Jan. I know he's a pretty special one. Yeah. So Jan's background, uh, he's a head pastry chef by trade, which is quite rare, uh, even though there's a lot of high-end restaurant in the world. And uh, his background is uh, he, he used to work in two two Michelin-style restaurants uh, in Germany, uh, including one which was a, a set menu degustation, dessert only. Wow. So uh, that sounds like my kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you go there at 11 p.m. and then you come out on the other side oh. after an amazing uh, Berlin-style experience. So that's that's his background, and he brings, you know, very high in experience, and he's, he's a passionate guy. Um, you know, it's that's what we want because uh, it's a seasonal seasonal uh, area. We only get you know holiday visitors when it's the holidays to come this far from the big cities, and and we want to offer the highest end experience we can. Well, it certainly travel. is high end, and just for those who don't know, I mean, we're what three, two hours from Canberra. 
three hours three, or so. It depends how fast yep. you drive. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yep. Well, it depends on Brown Mountain, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so it's pretty good. And from Sydney, it's about six hours, but that's allowing for a stop or two. Allowing for a little quick pit stop in, in Barrie. And of course, you can fly into Marimbula. That's right. Which is um, only, what, an hour? An hour flight either, yeah. either of the big cities. Yeah. So it's certainly, it's a city experience in terms of quality. And that's what's blown me away today. How would you describe the menu? Menu is quite eclectic. There are uh, it is very contemporary, but there are some uh, Asian and more so Japanese influence, and I think that's the two chefs that work in the kitchen. They're very passionate about uh, the Japanese culture, uh, but blending that with a contemporary experience. Uh, there's been a big focus recently in the last six months with um, the sourcing of our produce. So we try to work with as many local farms as we can for you know all our fruits and vegetables. And in terms of protein, we try to create a, a one-on-one relationship uh, with farms that create something amazing we want to work with because that's what we're proud of. And when it comes to seafood and any other produce, um, I think it's only interesting to provide that unique experience, and that's where it starts. Well, it, it's absolutely the you know right up there with the best restaurants I've dined in. So congratulations, and it certainly is a surprise to find this like out in the middle of nowhere, theoretically just south of Bermagui. But you're not just about the food; you're also about the wines. So tell me a bit about the winery. Yeah, the wines. Sadly, I've I've been on a standby at the moment uh, because. We We've been heavily affected by by the drought uh, preceding the fires and following that, uh, the heavy rainfalls in spring and summer, which is the last thing you want when you try to grow grapes. Um, That combined with the lack of uh, workforce due to COVID and and just having the right expertise since I've taken over, it's led led to a standstill where the vineyard is today. But it is very much on the cards. Uh, We are looking to hire a full-time vineyard to take over the operations and and just come up with us with a full revival plan and we'd like this to come live within and then the next next 18 to 36 months at the latest. And will you focus on the same wines of the past or look at maybe something different? Uh, it'll be quite similar because we, we're limited in the, the grapes we can grow, grow yeah. due to the climate. It's very humid uh, in summer and, and you need grapes that can grow within, within this climate. And it's also probably a bit salty, maybe. Yes, but that can be a benefit for, yep. for wine growing. Uh, well, but having the right capabilities... Uh, full-time is the key component of, of being su- successful here and it, it's been done in the past these vines were planted 20 years ago uh, at peak uh, they were producing 20,000 bottles a year all sold through the cellar door or the restaurant so there's no reason why we can't bring that live uh, despite the, the very big volatility of the climate these yeah. days. Yeah, well, I look forward to that happening in the future. Now, you've got uh, some accommodation on the property. Tell yes, us about that. We've got two cottages. So there's a two-bedroom cottage uh, and a four-bedroom cottage. Both have been uh, renovated recently. That's also been part of one of our two-year projects. 
they're mainly used for weddings or private functions when when the entire venue is um, privatized, but they're also open for any reservations in. So weddings would be a focus because it's just such a beautiful location. So the brides love it. Absolutely, we we try to same same thing. We try to make sure brides, future brides in Canberra and Sydney and Melbourne know about our existence, and from there on they can come and uh, visit what I call my office view. Yes. <laughs> and tell me uh, whether or not they like it and if they'd like to have this special day on the, on this beautiful coastline. Well, I can picture, you know, the, where would you hold the wedding here? Like on the deck or in the vineyard? Or? Several locations. There is a, a couple a couple ceremony location on the property at the moment. One is more in the bush by the by the creek that runs on the property and the other is more traditional, a vineyard, vineyard pond, we call it. So yep. it's easy access. Uh, but both are very popular with future brides and, and then from there on once once they've had the ceremony guests can uh, wander to, to the restaurant and perched on top of the hill and, and enjoy a beautiful sunset with drinks and canapes to start the evening. You were telling me that at, at night you do um, a six course degustation so that sounds pretty tasty and I had a look at it and it is although I'm quite full from lunch <laughs> it, uh, it certainly looks very appealing. Has that been popular with the locals? Uh, it's still because it's something so new for the area and, and for the restaurant itself uh, the uptake of locals and visitors has been quite slow in the sense that you have to travel 15 minutes if you're coming from Bermagui or half an hour if you're coming from Tathra that said if people do make the commitment it's uh, it's an extraordinary experience and we haven't had a bad review about that uh, the reason we're doing it is because of our team we've got a very high end team if we could do this six course experience every day for lunch and yeah. dinner we would do so but the, yeah. the customers aren't asking for that and we want our guests to just feel welcome whichever experience they want to so it's a three course experience for lunch and it's a six course with optional wine pairing for dinner well it was certainly beautiful so have you got other plans for the future as well absolutely uh, depends if the pandemic stays the way it is but we definitely want to uh, expand our cottages so in the, if we if we can do it in the next two years we'd like to have more cottages on site uh, we'd like to just Im- ongoingly improve um, improve the entire property from a wedding perspective and and then from a dine, dining perspective it's keeping on the same route we've been taking which is provide a high end experience in the middle of the bush on and the Sapphire Coast. I'd like to know your background because um, how did you discover this neck of the woods and, and what brought about your move down here and so, are you loving it? <laughs> I am loving it. It's been a challenge to, to get adjusted because I used to live in I used to live in Sydney, uh, more specifically in Bondi, so Bondi to Bermagui is a change. <laughs> My background professionally is in corporate finance and strategy in the media industry, so I used to work um, in sports rights valuation, basically. Uh, why did I come here? Uh, it's my wife that introduced me to this property because it's her beautiful parents that started the journey 40 years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, they created everything you see here today. And we, we just thought after traveling around the world and pausing our busy lives in Sydney, we thought uh, 
uh, it was not a bad idea to make them a proposal to take over and purchase the property from them and um, carry on the journey that they embarked on 40 years ago. I love that. That's beautiful. The DNA is running right through. That's fantastic. That's the idea. So what's your favorite thing to do when you're not here at work? Uh, if I can leave the property because I tend to be uh, guilty of staying here yes. too often, I try to get involved with the community, do some sports, and meeting 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 people in the industry. And if we get the chance, we, we escape for uh, another regional experience if we can, or go back to the big cities occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> now we better talk about oysters because obviously this part of the world is becoming known for its oysters, and and so it should because they're quite amazing. The Oyster Trail is a new initiative and you were telling me why the oysters here are so beautiful and just just tell the listeners a bit about that well it's an exceptional pristine coastline and and i guess that's the prime recipe in having um great oysters and when you look at this coastline um you've got a series of beautiful inlets that are absolutely untouched mm. uh, and you don't get that in many places of the world and there's a reason why this is probably some of the best oysters in the world, if not the best. And, and that's why when you go to a high-end restaurant in, uh, in Sydney or Melbourne, uh, these are the oysters that are sourced yes. there. And uh, we love Wapango because it's our closest inlet um, and it's absolutely stunning and pristine. Yes, and then you've got Nelson's and further south you've got Broadwater and uh, Marimbula. So there's certainly a lot to choose from. Lots of options. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for for talking to us and good luck with everything in the future. You've got a really beautiful, special product here. So congratulations. Thanks for visiting us. Mimosa winery owner Amber Grand speaking there with Helen Hayes. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.